Welcome to The Clean Life. This is Kay, and I'm here with AJ, and we've taken The Clean Life on the road today, AJ. We're broadcasting from Nashville, Tennessee, and today's show is going to focus on health concerns for the frequent traveler. Now, when we talked about putting this show together, AJ, who would be the greatest audience to talk to today? Well, we have come up with um, the idea of sales reps because they always travel here, there, and everywhere. So I figured that would be a good um, topic for them to discuss since they are always on the go. And so that's why we're here in Nashville. We have a group of uh, pharmaceutical sales reps that we're going to talk with today. So thank you all for being here with us. We're going to ask you some questions about your health concerns while you travel because we know you're in different environments and you may travel daily, weekly, or monthly, but regardless, you're in, in all kinds of areas. So your health concerns may be the same concerns that some of our listeners have today. So I want to start off by opening just a question to the audience here. What is some of your habitual frequent travel routines that you might experience before you leave for travel. So anybody in the audience today want to share some of those routines that you do prior to traveling to keep yourself healthy? Come on guys, don't be shy. <laughs> All right. Oh, we have one, we uh, one right there, Dave. Oh. Hi, my name is Caitlin and um, one thing I like to do is stock up on hand sanitizer because I'm worried about germs on the plane. That is good. We got another one over there in the corner. Let's hear. Let's hear. No, I, I like to take echinacea before I fly. Okay. All right. Let's have her to elaborate. What's that? I mean, echinacea helps build my immune system before I fly, so I like to have that. Yeah, it's a supplement. Yeah, that yeah. way in case somebody sneezes next to her, you know, she don't get that. Anyone else? I'm just always concerned about just, I guess, the air in airports and trying to make sure that I'm not sitting next to someone that's sneezing or coughing. Or okay. So those are three great concerns that I'm sure a lot of our listeners have today, especially the hand sanitizers. That's uh, a common one. I know that I travel with those. I'm sure you do as well, AJ. Oh, yes. You can pop those on your carry-on, and you can use those both in the airplane or when you're, you're out. Um, and I think that the supplement thing, a lot of people do add vitamins and supplements prior to traveling. So that's a great suggestion and something I think we can research and look into. Of course, you want to make sure that you know what you're taking before you just grab something off the shelf. So, AJ, is there anything that you do to prepare for traveling? Uh, yes, I do carry hand sanitizer um, because, you know, you just, you touch so many things. There's, you know, all kinds of doors and, and things that you're touching, whether it's, you know, your kiosk at the airport or whatever. And so you do want to make sure you have hand sanitizer, and I do like to keep that um you know with me at all times so that is one thing that I do like to carry um, to keep all the germs you know to a, a small small fraction so um, there's really nothing else other that I do on a consistent basis um, when traveling other than carry hand sanitizer but now I'm sure there's others that have you know their exact routine that they like to do okay I want to ask one more question to our group before we kind of get into our Q&As. Does anyone check or carry on their luggage due to health concern reasons only? Not for any other reason, but do you check your luggage or carry it on due to health concerns? Who, who carries their luggage on? 
any of those for health concerns. Okay, and so why do you carry your luggage on over there in the yellow? <laughs> it's actually mustard. Um, oh, excuse me. <laughs> I, car I carry my luggage on to create efficiencies for myself. I don't tend to like to wait on baggage claim um, to, to process the bag. I, I think, I guess a health concern um, could be uh, having multiple checkpoints of your luggage being handled and also gone through because your luggage is frequently gone through um, by customs. And so having extra hands and gloves and germs in your um, and your toiletries isn't always pleasant, so uh, I would say that's uh, one a, a reason why I carry mine on as well. Well, you know, that's a good point because um, thank you for, for bringing that up to us. Um, so that brings up a good point of, um, <laughs> you know, keeping maybe like, you know, alcohol wipes or something, you know, with you in your purse, especially in your carry-ons. That way you can wipe down your luggage if it is, you know, cloth or, um, you know, a hard case. Uh, that way you can... It, it does it does limit the amount of people touching it as well so that is that's a good point thank you okay one more question for the group uh, for health concern traveling do you use taxis or ride share the most so who here in the group would use taxis for health concerns or ride shares for health concerns we want to hear one versus the other. What do you think for health reasons will be best to do? Use your taxi or use your ride share? This is Dawn. I would say a ride share because they keep their cars cleaner than taxis. That is true. That, you know, because I was thinking the taxi people, they have a certain stench to them anyways, you know. So, you know, you've got that right there is like a health hazard anyway. So then you, you know, add on the smoke smell. <laughs> so <laughs> that is a good point. They do keep the Uber rides uh, a little bit cleaner. Oh, one more. This is Leanne, and I have gotten in a couple of very sketchy Uber rides before, so oh. just, just <laughs> okay. saying. So we're 50-50 here. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Let's, yeah, let's take a vote. That's a good idea. So, okay, who would rather ride in a taxi? Raise your hand. <laughs> oh, okay, two, two people. Now, is that because of health purposes or for cost? Conven oh, well, neither. Okay, good. Convenient. So the rest of you all would choose an Uber because of... We ain't got nothing where I'm from, so I don't know what it is el elsewhere in the world. So I guess whatever, Lyft or Uber, rideshare, whatever. We've got Rhonda's taxi service. I don't know. So <laughs> that's great. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's a great point, and, that, and I too prefer rideshare because they want those ratings because they want to continue their business, and that's a little bit different than the taxi services that we have. So I think that for health purposes, maybe rideshare might be a better option. So we're going to head to our first break that we have, and we're going to come back, and we're going to begin the Q&As with the audience so that we can see some of their health concerns as frequent travelers.
Tired of dry, cracked hands after using alcohol-based hand sanitizer? Try new GermBlock alcohol-free hand sanitizing lotion by Avcare. GermBlock offers the same protection as the harsh alcohol hand sanitizers, but also kills norovirus without leaving your hands dry and cracked. GermBlock is formulated to moisturize your hands while protecting you from 99.9% .9 of germs like VRE, H1N1, MRSA, and much more. GermBlock also lasts up to four times longer than alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Grab your GermBlock alcohol-free hand sanitizing lotion the next time you need to protect your hands from germs. Order GermBlock today by visiting store.avcare.com. That's S-T-O-R-E dot A-V-K-A-R-E dot com. What if I told you there was a safe way to clean and disinfect your home without using toxic or hazardous chemicals? A product that is safe for your family, safe for your pets, plus safe for your environment. Well, there is. It's EnviroCleanse by Avcare. EnviroCleanse is an EPA-registered, non-toxic, hard-surface disinfectant that is safe for use in all areas of your home. EnviroCleanse is also FDA-approved for food service and food prep areas. Using EnviroCleanse will disinfect any area of your home or business, killing 99.9% .9 of germs, including Salmonella, E. coli, norovirus, staph, and much more. Why just clean when you can also protect, disinfect, and deodorize with EnviroCleanse? To order EnviroCleanse today, visit store.avcare.com. That's S-T-O-R-E dot A-V-K-A-R-E dot com. the clean life I'm here with AJ and we're talking with a group of sales reps about some of their health concerns while they're frequently traveling so we've been polling the audience with a couple questions that we've had we've talked about uh, preference of ride shares versus taxis we've talked about checking bags and not checking bags versus um, you know health hazards they may experience so we're gonna ask the group kind of our Q&A for the day and which is, what is some of your biggest health concerns while traveling? So we've had a few people submit um, their answers to us. So we're just gonna go straight to the audience and I'm gonna pick Dawn first. So Dawn, would you answer our question for us? What is your health concern while you're traveling? Hello ladies. Um, my concern is handrails on both stairs and escalators. I'm also concerned about germs on airplane seats and on the tray tables. Those are two great ones. Thank you, Dawn, for sharing that. Who else in the room, just by a show of hands, um, also has concerns about those handrails and those airplane tray tables and seats? So I think we have 100% of the hands raised here in the room. And those, AJ, I know that's a concern of mine. I'm sure it is for you as well. Mm -hmm. um, so it's interesting, Dawn, that that was one of your questions. So I first want to talk about the handrails. And after doing some research, uh, I found that CBS News did an online study a couple years ago that actually talked about handrails and how germy they were. So Dawn, I, I will ask you this question first just so you can kind of give me your thoughts. Um, but what do you think was the outcome of that study? Uh, because I can tell you that they found really a menagerie of germs on those handrails. So just give me one or two things that you think that study actually produced. I would say there was a lot of bacteria, um, germs that I don't even want to know what they are. OK. 
Okay. I would agree. <laughs> Specifically, they called out E. coli, urine, mucus, feces, and blood on a handrail. It's nice. So think about that the next time you throw your hand up there to get on that escalator to head up. Um, so I thought that was very interesting that all of those items are actually contained on those. And we know that we can't avoid handrails, especially on escalators, because they're there for a safety factor. So what do you do while you're traveling when you have to use a handrail or you have to get on an escalator? You, you need to use those. This article actually suggests there was a couple of things that you could do to develop a habit when you use those handrails, when you use the escalator, don't touch your nose or your mouth following that. And that's something, especially with kiddos, I know when I travel with my kids, they, it's hard to keep that away. So my sales reps in the room today, when you are traveling, be mindful of that. Develop that habit. We know what, what that news study uh, produced, so we want to make sure that we're not touching our face um, after touching those handrails until you can properly sanitize, whether you're using a hand sanitizer or you're actually washing your hands with soap and water. So, so Dawn, you know, I know coming in here, we've got a few handrails, <laughs> you know, and so in heels, you know, that's just not very good for the average, you know, the woman to walk up the steps or down the steps because of a fall. So do you touch the handrail? I mean, what, what do you do uh, to, to prevent any of these germs or touching of, of these things that have a lot of germs on them? Well, um, the more I travel, I find myself touching them more. I, I think you kind of get used to it, and then you just try to remember to hand sanitize and wash your hands a lot and try to remember not to touch your face. Um, but I used to, like, try to use my elbow and um, almost falling down escalators with my float luggage a few times. I've just decided to hold on to it. There's not much you can do. It's probably like one of those things where, you know, you're in a, in a bind, you've got something in your hands or something like that, you know, and then that's when your nose itches, you know. So it, after you touch that rail, it's that automatic nose itch. So, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things you have to keep in mind. So I want to kind of address the second thing that you mentioned where you talked about the airplane tray tables. So I thought this was interesting as well because we all know those are very dirty. And we all know if you're traveling on an airplane, you know, those uh, airline personnel, they don't have time to terminal clean those planes. So you're getting in that seat, you're touching that tray table, and it's very dirty. Um, so I actually found another article from Time where they released um, a study from the Travel Math Company that talked about the dangers of the tray tables. It was actually an article called The Five Filthiest Places to Avoid on an Airplane. So I recommend everybody Googling that and going back and reading it because there's a lot of information in that that was kind of eye-opening. Uh, but the tray table, they reported, was actually eight times dirtier than the laboratory button. So that's something to keep in mind when you pull those down to put your items on there. Uh, so think about all of those things that you, you said on that plane every time that you travel. So what they recommended was just to be careful about the items you're putting on that tray. So unless you can bring in your own disinfectant on the plane, which we know we can't, um, maybe we can, uh, but if you're not, I guarantee you're not, um, that you want to be careful about what you put on there. So don't put your food and don't put your drink on that. And that's the number one thing you want to do. You want to set, set your items right there and, and kind of eat away. So be careful where you put those items and maybe not use the tray table for eating. Maybe just use it for your laptops or your notebook or whatever, whatever you have there. So I thought that was very interesting. Eight times dirtier than the restroom on the plane. And the other one you mentioned, Don, was talking about the airplane seats. Now, I'll ask the audience this because I actually did a little research on this as well. What seat do you think is the dirtiest on the plane? Aisle. 
aisle. I'm here in aisle, and that is correct. The aisle seat is actually the dirtiest seat on the plane. Now, why would that be? Because the top of those seats are optimal for everyone that's walking through the plane. So whether you're coming, you're boarding, or whether you're exiting, or you're going to the restroom, everyone is usually touching those seats. And you'll even see you know, the, the airline personnel using those as well. So they actually recommend the window seat to be the cleanest seat to sit in. So for those of you that are boarding plane, you want to <laughs> run to those window seats because that is the safest. So who in the room prefers the aisle seat? <laughs> oh, you, you're, you're boarding at your own risk there. So, so maybe think about that, that next time. But I thought that was very interesting. So Dawn, you, you brought up a very good point. But what this article actually said as well, one thing that we've kind of overlooked or that I overlooked, the dirtiest thing actually on the plane is the seat back pocket. So you think about all the items that go in there. Um, everybody's putting their purse, their cell phone, their drinks, and it's just a storage place on the plane because you think you don't want to put your items on the floor, so I'll put it in the seat back pocket. That's the dirtiest place on the plane. So think about that the next time that you, you want to put your item in there. So be, be mindful about the food. Don't put food or drink. That's the number one thing that they said. And then if you do put your cell phone, your laptop in there, you want to make sure that you sanitize that appropriately when you exit and have the opportunity to do that. And remember to get it out. <laughs> Don't make that mistake. <laughs> so thanks on hopefully, Dawn, a few of the things we talked about today, you can kind of put some of those into play the next time that you travel. All right. Who has the next question? I think uh, Leanne, yes. She had a question for us. I'm most concerned about things in the hotel, like the TV remotes and the elevator buttons. What can you do to kind of keep yourself clean with those? That's a very good question, Leanne. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, the only thing that I can think of is just, you know, wipe them down. Uh, well, the remote, you know, I don't you know see going out there with like a whole big thing uh, like a cloth the squeegee and everything on the elevator like but you should probably do that but. well yeah if you're fully equipped then go ahead but you know um usually whenever you get in the room i know this lady that as soon as she gets in in her hotel room like she literally wipes down the switches and the remotes like the, the tables the nightstands and everything i mean she's you know but that that's probably not a bad idea because if you think about it Everybody that touches that remote, I mean, everybody's hands, and you think where their hands have been last time they washed those. I mean, you know, you just never know. There's so much that's out there, and then you, you throw that on a remote that you just wouldn't ever think of. Now, elevators, I would assume, you know, you just have to use caution and wash your hands after, or if you just happen to have, uh, you know, a bacterial wipe, then to wipe that off before. But there's really other than you know make sure you use hand sanitizers yep. okay yeah i try and use my knuckle for the button yeah there you go all right aj we're gonna head to a break and when we come back we might talk a little bit more about those tv remotes we'll all be right. back in a moment <laughs> Don't need this, don't need that, don't need this. What are you doing? I'm throwing out all of these old toxic cleaning products. What are you going to clean with now? EnviroCleanse. It's a new, non-toxic, hard surface disinfectant from Avcare. Now, instead of just cleaning, I can kill germs and odors while safely protecting everything in our house, including the pets. Everything? 
Yep, sinks, stoves, ovens, toilets, floors, shower, even the glass and mirrors. I've never heard of a non-toxic disinfectant. That's because up till now, I haven't been able to find one that works. One product does it all? Yes, EnviroCleanse disinfects, sanitizes, kills odors, and since it is a non-corrosive, it's safe for all of my hard surfaces. I'm sold. How can I get some? Go to store.avcare.com and order more. Spell that. S-T-O-R-E dot A-V-K-A-R-E dot com. Tired of dry, cracked hands after using alcohol-based hand sanitizer? Try new GermBlock alcohol-free hand sanitizing lotion by Avcare. GermBlock offers the same protection as the harsh alcohol hand sanitizers, but also kills norovirus without leaving your hands dry and cracked. GermBlock is formulated to moisturize your hands while protecting you from 99.9% of germs like VRE, H1N1, MRSA, and much more. GermBlock also lasts up to four times longer than alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Grab GermBlock alcohol-free hand sanitizing lotion the next time you need to protect your hands from germs. Order GermBlock today by visiting store.avcare.com. That's S-T-O-R-E dot A-V-K-A-R-E dot com. Clean Life. We've been talking with sales reps about some of their health concerns while they travel. Before we went to break, AJ was talking with uh, Leanne about some of her concerns with TV remotes in hotel rooms. And, you know, these are probably very dirty. So our sales reps today kind of did their homework before we, we came in the door. And they did their own bacteria sampling of a couple items in the room just so they can see how dirty your regular average items are in an office. So Jennifer, why don't you tell us about one of those testings that you did with the remote? Yes, so we actually did a meter test of the remote here and got a bacteria number of 370. Um, and then we went ahead and did a whole disinfectant on it. And that number actually ended up dropping down to a four. Okay. So you could see the huge difference between what it was going touched all over and then simply disinfected. Okay, so that was a reading from a remote in an office building. Imagine what your remote reading would be in a hotel room. No, thanks. So thank you, Jennifer, for sharing that yes, with us. Yes, thank you. That's great. What did you test any other items? Just just asking the room. Any other items tested? Okay, okay, good. This is good. So what uh, let's take it over there to, to Leanne and Dawn. What was the the cell phone reading that you all the cell phone reading was 256, and that cell phone had been on a taxi floor overnight. Oh, oh, see, we know about those taxis. Okay, so what did y'all get that down to? We got it down to a five. Okay, all right. All right. They will appreciate, you know, all this information. That's good. Okay, we're going to head to Kelly, who has a travel concern. So, Kelly, can you share with us your travel concern? Yeah, sure. I'm kind of piggyback on Leanne's concern about hotels and, I guess, specifically about bed bugs. That's uh, always been a concern of mine. Bed bugs. That is a hot topic. 
uh, that's a concern for everyone, I think. Um, and when you go into a hotel, it doesn't matter what type of hotel you're staying in, they all have the potentials to carry bed bugs. So even the five-star hotels have them, even the one-star hotels. So there's not a lot you can do to kind of prevent that just from the outside looking at the hotel. Uh, and we know that an outbreak of bed bugs is very costly on organizations. And when you travel, as you do, Kelly, frequently, if you take that suitcase in your hotel and you pack a bed bug back home with you, it's very costly on you as well because it won't, will not take long for those bed bugs to take up residence in, in your, your home. So, Kelly, I think that's a concern of lots of us. Everybody in the room also have a concern about bed bugs. So pretty much 100% of hands raised here. Um, so, again, going back to the best source that I know uh, to, to talk about bed bugs and what you should do, it's Consumer Reports. So if you guys are, are frequently traveled, I recommend you, that you hop onto that website and look up a variety of things. But Consumer Reports had a lot to say about bed bugs. So Kelly, I'll ask you this. Do you know what a bed bug looks like? No. <laughs> and a lot of people don't. So what you would be looking for is a tiny rust-colored speck. That's the best uh, description that I can give you when you go into your hotel rooms. So actually, Consumer Reports gave us a couple of things that we can do as frequent travelers when we head into those hotel rooms. And the first thing that they mentioned is do not take your luggage or personal property completely into the room. You want to first drop it off in the bathroom or put it up on a luggage rack before you do your kind of bed bug check. So Kelly, I'll ask you, do you take your luggage to the bathroom as soon as you get into the hotel room? I usually just throw it on the bed. You just, so, so right away, <laughs> right away, you've got to change that habit. So the first thing you have to do is, is get that into the bathroom or put it on a luggage rack because you want to check your room for bed bugs. So the second thing Consumer Report recommended that you do is actually go to the bed. And so you'd want to pull uh, those sheets back, pull the mattress covers back, and you're looking for that bed bug. So that's that tiny brown rust colored spot that we talked about. So they recommended that you check the entire bed, but definitely the head of the bed. So Kelly, I'm going to ask you, do you do that when you go to your hotel room? Uh, no. Okay. Okay. So Kelly. I'm kind of afraid to look. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are concerned about bed bugs, guys, and you're traveling frequently, those are the things you have to do. You got to make sure you check your room. So if you do see something on that mattress or the mattress pad, you want to make sure you report that to the hotel right away because A, you want to get into a different room and B, the hotel wants to go ahead and take care of that issue before it becomes uh, a major outbreak. Um, and then they actually recommend when you do this check, you don't just do like a visual, I'm just looking at that. You want to actually get your cell phone out and use your flashlight to do it because it's very dark in there and you can kind of see different spots when you actually have that light. Um, so Kelly, I'm just going to guess that you don't get your flashlight out since you're not checking the bed. Uh, guilty. No, okay. I really okay. Uh, the other thing that Consumer Reports recommended if you're concerned about bed bugs is you keep everything in your suitcase so that when you get to your hotel, you don't just throw your stuff all over the room. And, you know, you can hang up items if you have garments, but don't throw your stuff all over the room. Keep them in the suitcase because if there is a concern for bed bugs, that's how they could get on your items and that's how you could take them back home. So, Kelly, I'm going to ask you this. Do you just throw everything across the room? Or do you keep everything locked I, up? I in try to suitcase? keep things in my in my suitcase, okay. but I put the suitcase on the bed, like I said. So that okay. made the feet. So I'll ask the room this: Do you keep your items inside your suitcase when you're traveling, or do you throw them all over the room? Okay. So most of you are pretty tidy. Oh, I get some. Nope. There's some people that aren't tidy. 
So, so you want to make sure that, that we keep those, those all together because that is a concern. And actually, some people go so far as to leave their suitcase in the, the bathroom the entire time that they're there so that that doesn't come in contact with any type of carpet or bedding that's actually in the room. So that might be a helpful hint for some of you guys just to roll that suitcase on into the bathroom and leave it in there the whole time. Um, the other thing that Consumer Report recommends that if you are truly concerned about bed bugs, even if you didn't see any, and even if you still kept your suitcase in um, the restroom, that you could actually take your clothing home and you could put that in a dryer and you could dry that for about 30 minutes on high. That washing the clothes would not kill it. It's actually the heat from the dryer that will. So Kelly, I'll ask you this. Do you do that with your clothes when you get home? Not no. Okay. <laughs> Now, <laughs> do, you, do you wash them, though, like all? No. <laughs> yes, after the smell test, but yes. I'm, I'm, okay, so, I mean, all of them, whether you, like, if you overpacked a couple of extra clean shirts, no, do you wash just, the clean I shirts? Wash I, okay, let's just, we, okay, good. Thank you, that is great. <laughs> so that, that leads us into another suggestion. Perhaps we should just wash everything when we return home that you don't leave anything up for chance. If you've not kept that suitcase where you should, you've not kept your things in there, you just go ahead and wash right. everything. That's, that's what I was going to get at. Whether or not, you know, even though I've packed, you know, several items of clothing that I do not wear, I overpack all the time. I still wash everything that I've brought in that suitcase because it's still been in that room. So whether or not I wore it or didn't wear it, I still, that's what I was getting at, Kelly. So that's, that is why I asked because I always wash them. But I guess I need to throw them in the dryer for 30 minutes you think before um i, I think wash as long them? as the clothes are dried i think that works so if you wash them before and throw them in the dryer i think that's okay okay um, but if you did not kelly wash them please put them in the dryer <laughs> to make sure you kill those bed bugs so i'll open up the the audience for questions here does anyone else have bed bug concerns or or a practice that they do for bed bugs that they want to share uh, this is caitlin again and this is actually a really big concern for me um Every time I go to a hotel, I not only check the top of the mattress, but in between the box spring and the mattress, since they like dark places, so always check there. And then I read somewhere that they don't like the smell of lavender, and so I will spritz down my bed and sheets and also my luggage um, in order to try to deter them away, especially um, on the plane, even other passengers bringing home bed bugs. I don't want it to be with my bag, so. Oh, that's, okay. that's good. I've never thought of that. Yeah, I, I have not heard of lavender, so I'll need to do more research on that. I do know that if you Google items to kill bed bugs, there are some very costly things on the market today. I cannot tell you if any of those work, but there's some very expensive things out there. So lavender might be a cost-effective way if they don't like that um, to kind of spritz your items down with. So thank you, Kelly, for bringing that to the floor. That was obviously a concern of lots of our reps today. Uh, Malia, let's go ahead with your question. I'm concerned about the air quality in the airplane. We share the same air with those that are sick. Yeah, that is true. So, obviously, flu season, uh, you know, was hit hard this year with everybody being sick, schools being closed, and things like that. So, you can only imagine the people traveling during this time. Um, and, you know, you see everybody out with with the mask on and things like that. So, I guess that would be one way, you know, if you were to sit next to someone, you know, to wear a mask. But... You know, I would just think, you know, keeping your hands washed and, and hand sanitizer. I don't know if there's anything that you do differently to prevent this during um, flu season. That's about what I do. Yeah, because, I, I, you know, just making sure you don't get it, you know, breathe it in, I would, I would think. Does anybody else have any suggestions of what you all do when you travel during flu season? 
Okay, yeah. You could carry something like a handkerchief or something like that so that when you, if you do call for sneeze, you can kind of contain it. And so if everyone collectively does that, that would help with that air quality. That's, that's a good idea. We don't want everybody spraying that around when they sneeze. Anybody else? I'll just wash my hands. See, that's good. I just think, you know, consistent hand washing during, during flu season is good. You know, um, and, and make sure to carry hand sanitizer. That just, you know, helps that process as well because nobody wants to be sick, especially with the flu. So we do want to try and prevent that. Okay. I, I don't think anybody else has any concerns about air quality because ultimately – We've talked about everything I think we can do. We, we have to share that air because we're, we're traveling by plane. If there's another mode of transportation you can take uh, and you're concerned about air travel, then that's, that's probably what I would do. If you could take a train or ride share or taxi and you don't have to take that plane or drive. Lots yeah. of people drive. They, don't, they prefer not to fly. So our last segment of the day, I'm going to ask the open question to the audience. Does anyone have any like horrific health travel um, experiences that they want to share with us oh we got one okay good these are good let's go um i just got really disturbed one time when i saw somebody take their uh shoes and socks off and uh, they were in the bulkhead row and put their feet on up onto the the wall it's kind of disgusting well they People just walking made by and touching the wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they wanted to feel like home on that oh, flight yeah <laughs> that's that's great did you have one michael up on yours, I have actually seen a, a, a middle-aged professor from the University of Hawaii coming back one time, uh, took her shoes off, and uh, actually went to the laboratory without shoes and socks on. Oh, several no. times. So it was quite, quite uh, uh, disturbing. But I do have another question for the for the K and AJ. Um, it's a, well, it's actually a, a practice that I that I do at home. It's kind of like some of the. I think we have some nurses and um, medical people in the. In the in our studio audience today, and I know that they have uh, uh, they have used surgical scrubs. And they, when you get home, I think everybody in surgical scrubs actually uh, drops and runs right before you get into the house with your scrubs. They drop in the garage and immediately go in the in the, in the washing machine. But I I have a big problem with my my suitcase wheels um, as as I'm bringing into the house. So I always disinfect suitcase before I take it into the house and I also disinfect the bottom of my shoes you know that's good because you know I was mentioning you know about wiping down um, you know the hard case of where the handles are and things like that whenever you know you have all the uh, flight attendants touching it or you know whatever how it process it gets into the airplane but I never would have thought about the wheels because that would probably be more dirtier than the actual suitcase because it goes through even if that's a word, people, I don't know. More dirty, whatever. There we go. Thank you. So they're the dirtiest so suitcase. So one of the concerns, so typically when I travel, and especially traveling with children, I know, Kay, you talked about this earlier, um, you know, the seat back pockets being the dirtiest and then the trays being the second dirtiest, I actually always um, remove everything from the, the pockets. 
Um, the safety cards and all of that kind of stuff. I don't want my kids playing with that, touching it, licking it, whatever they want to do. And I, I clean the tray tables from top to bottom, the knobs, the back of the seat um, with a sanitation wipe because um, especially on longer flights, they are, they, you know, kids, two-year-olds are touching everything. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one of the practices that I will typically do when I travel with my kids. Now, do you wipe down the information? Uh, no, I cards? remove the information cards. You just take them Hide them. Put them away. Everything that's in the seat back pocket, and uh, and then the tray tables. Wipe them down the front, the back, the sides, the knob. You name it. Right. That that's good because you know everybody is looking at those cocktails to drink on the uh, plane, so they're touching those laminated cards, and I'm sure that they don't ever wipe them off either if they're not wiping off the tables. So that's that's a good um, process to use. Does anybody else have any stories they want to share with us from the road? Anybody got any heavy breathers they sit next to or, you know, when they go to sleep or? Okay, I, think, right. I don't think anybody has no. anything else to share with us, AJ. Y'all seem to have pretty smooth rides when y'all travel. So we're going we're gonna to wrap this show up for today. I want to, again, thank all of you for participating. Thank you for your comments. I do know that our listeners probably share some of those same concerns that you do. Um, so we're going to end the show again with a big thank you, but we're going to ask you to also like us on Twitter so you can follow at The Clean Life too, uh, and you can kind of see what we're doing, what our shows are about. So thanks again. We'll see you next All time. All right. Thank you, everyone.